Today is the first day of March. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It's great to be here with you. It's always fun when we begin a new week and a new month at the same time. And this is one of those days where we get a, a like a complete fresh reset to live into a new month and live into the first week of that month. And so let's do it with all our hearts. So uh, coming to you for the final time from the holy city of Jerusalem, we concluded our, uh, our journey, our tour of the land of the Bible yesterday. I'll tell you about that in a little bit. And today will be the long, long, long travel back. So thank you for your continued prayers over all of that, the the travel and the re-entry and all of the jet lag and just there's kind of a collapse that happens. I don't know if it happens to everybody, but I think most people, you finally get back to your uh, own environment and uh, yeah, it just starts, it, you just, you, finally you can kind of like, okay, I'm in super familiar surroundings and so much has been going on, you just kind of, ah, uh, just collapse, I guess is the right word. So that's out in front of us, and thank you for your prayers over that. But let's do what we have come to do on this first day of the third month of the year. We'll read from the English Standard Version this week, Leviticus 24, verse 1. Through 25, verse 46. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Command the people of Israel to bring you pure oil from beaten olives for the lamp, that a light may be kept burning regularly. Outside the veil of the testimony, in the tent of meeting, Aaron shall arrange it from evening to morning before the Lord regularly. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations. He shall arrange the lamps on the lampstand of pure gold before the Lord regularly. You shall take fine flour and bake twelve loaves from it. Two-tenths of an ephah shall be in each loaf. And you shall set them in two piles, six in a pile, on the table of pure gold before the Lord. And you shall put pure frankincense on each pile, that it may go with the bread as a memorial portion, as a food offering to the Lord. Every Sabbath day Aaron shall arrange it before the Lord regularly. It is from the people of Israel as a covenant forever, and it shall be for Aaron and his sons, and they shall eat it in a holy place since it is for him a most holy portion out of the Lord's food offerings, a perpetual due. Now an Israelite woman's son, whose father was an Egyptian, went out among the people of Israel. And the Israelite woman's son and a man of Israel fought in the camp. And the Israelite woman's son blasphemed the name and cursed. Then they brought him to Moses. His mother's name was Shelemith the daughter of Dibri, of the tribe of Dan. And they put him in custody till the will of the Lord should be clear to them. 
Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Bring out of the camp the one who cursed, and let all who heard him lay their hands on his head, and let all the congregation stone him. And speak to the people of Israel, saying, Whoever curses his God shall bear his sin. Whoever blasphemes the name of the Lord shall be put to death. All the congregation shall stone him, the sojourner as well as the native, when he blasphemes the name, shall be put to death. Whoever takes a human life shall surely be put to death. Whoever takes an animal's life shall make it good, life for life. If anyone injures his neighbor, as he has done it, shall be done to him. Fracture for fracture, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. Whatever injury he has given a person shall be given to him. Whoever kills an animal shall make it good, and whoever kills a person shall be put to death. You shall have the same rule for the sojourner and for the native, for I am the Lord your God. So Moses spoke to the people of Israel, and they brought out of the camp the one who had cursed and stoned him with stones. Thus the people of Israel did as the Lord commanded Moses. The Lord spoke to Moses on Mount Sinai, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, When you come into the land that I give you, the land shall keep a Sabbath to the Lord. For six years you shall sow your field, and for six years you shall prune your vineyard and gather in its fruits. But in the seventh year there shall be a Sabbath of solemn rest for the land, a Sabbath to the Lord. You shall not sow your field or prune your vineyard. You shall not reap what grows of itself in your harvest, or gather the grapes of your undressed vine. It shall be a year of solemn rest for the land. The Sabbath of the land shall provide food for you, for yourself and for your male and female slaves, and for your hired worker and the sojourner who lives with you, and for your cattle and for the wild animals that are in your land. All its yield shall be for food. You shall count seven weeks of years, seven times seven years, so that the time of the seven weeks of years shall give you forty-nine years. Then you shall sound the loud trumpet on the tenth day of the seventh month. On the day of atonement you shall sound the trumpet throughout all your land, and you shall consecrate the fiftieth year, and proclaim liberty throughout the land to all its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you, when each of you shall return to his property, and each of you shall return to his clan. That fiftieth year shall be a jubilee for you. In it you shall neither sow nor reap what grows of itself, nor gather the grapes from the undressed vines, for it is a jubilee. It shall be holy to you. You may eat the produce of the field. In this year of jubilee, each of you shall return to his property. And if you make a sale to your neighbor or buy from your neighbor, you shall not wrong one another. You shall pay your neighbor according to the number of years after the jubilee, and he shall sell to you according to the number of years for crops, 
If the years are many, you shall increase the price, and if the years are few, you shall reduce the price, for it is the number of the crops that he is selling to you. You shall not wrong one another, but you shall fear your God, for I am the Lord your God. Therefore you shall do my statutes and keep my rules and perform them, and then you will dwell in the land securely. The land will yield its fruits, and you will eat your fill and dwell in it securely. And if you say, What shall we eat in the seventh year if we may not sow or gather our crop? I will command my blessing on you in the sixth year, so that it will produce a crop sufficient for three years. When you sow in the eighth year, you will be eating some of the old crop. You shall eat the old until the ninth year, when its crop arrives. The land shall not be sold in perpetuity, for the land is mine. For you are strangers and sojourners with me. And in all the country you possess, you shall allow a redemption of the land. If your brother becomes poor and sells part of his property, then his nearest Redeemer shall come and redeem what his brother has sold. If a man has no one to redeem it, and then himself becomes prosperous and finds sufficient means to redeem it, let him calculate the years since he sold it and pay back the balance to the man to whom he sold it, and then return to his property. But if he does not have sufficient means to recover it, then what he sold shall remain in the hand of the buyer until the year of jubilee. In the jubilee it shall be released, and he shall return to his property. If a man sells a dwelling house in a walled city, he may redeem it within a year of its sale. For a full year he shall have the right of redemption. If it is not redeemed within a full year, then the house in the walled city shall belong in perpetuity to the buyer throughout his generations. It shall not be released in the jubilee. But the houses of the villages that have no wall around them shall be classified with the fields of the land. They may be redeemed and they shall be released in the jubilee. As for the cities of the Levites, the Levites may redeem at any time the houses in the cities they possess. And if one of the Levites exercises his right of redemption, then the house that was sold in a city they possess shall be released in the Jubilee. For the houses in the cities of the Levites are their possession among the people of Israel. But the fields of pasture land belonging to their cities may not be sold, for that is their possession forever. If your brother becomes poor and cannot maintain himself with you, you shall support him as though he were a stranger and a sojourner, and he shall live with you. Take no interest from him or profit, but fear your God that your brother may live beside you. You shall not lend him your money at interest, nor give him your food for profit. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt to give you the land of Canaan and to be your God. If your brother becomes poor beside you and sells himself to you, you shall not make him serve as a slave. He shall be with you as a hired worker and as a sojourner.
he shall serve with you until the year of Jubilee. Then he shall go out from you, he and his children with him, and go back to his own clan and return to the possession of his fathers. For they are my servants, whom I brought out of the land of Egypt. They shall not be sold as slaves. You shall not rule over him ruthlessly, but shall fear your God. As for your male and female slaves, whom you may have, you may buy male and female slaves from among the nations that are around you. You may also buy from among the strangers who sojourn with you and their clans that are with you, who have been born in your land, and they may be your property. You may bequeath them to your sons after you to inherit as a possession forever. You may make slaves of them, but over your brothers, the people of Israel, you shall not rule one over another ruthlessly. Mark 10, 13-31 And they were bringing children to him, that he might touch them, and the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to them, Let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands on them. And as he was setting out on his journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And he said to him, Teacher, all these I have kept from my youth. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, You lack one thing. Go, sell all that you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. Disheartened by the saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. And Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How difficult it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus said to them again, Children, how difficult it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. And they were exceedingly astonished and said to him, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man it is impossible, but not with God, for all things are possible with God. Peter began to say to him, See, we have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father 
or children or lands, for my sake and for the gospel, who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. Psalm 44, 9-26 But you have rejected us and disgraced us and have not gone out with our armies. You have made us turn back from the foe, and those who hate us have gotten spoil. You have made us like sheep for slaughter and have scattered us among the nations. You have sold your people for a trifle, demanding no high price for them. You have made us the taunt of our neighbors, the derision and scorn of those around us. You have made us a byword among the nations, a laughingstock among the peoples. All day long my disgrace is before me, and shame has covered my face at the sound of the taunter and reviler at the sight of the enemy and the avenger. All this has come upon us, though we have not forgotten you, and we have not been false to your covenant. Our heart has not turned back, nor have our steps departed from your way. Yet you have broken us in the place of jackals and covered us with the shadow of death. If we had forgotten the name of our God, or spread out our hands to a foreign god, would not God discover this? For he knows the secrets of the heart. Yet for your sake we are killed all day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. Awake! Why are you sleeping, O Lord? Rouse yourself. Do not reject us forever. Why do you hide your face? Why do you forget our affliction and oppression? For our soul is bowed down to the dust. Our belly clings to the ground. Rise up. Come to our help. Redeem us for the sake of your steadfast love. Proverbs 10 20 and 21. The tongue of the righteous is choice silver. The heart of the wicked is of little worth. The lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for lack of sense. Father, again, we thank you for your word and here at this threshold of a brand new shiny week and a brand new sparkly month, uh, we are grateful that you have brought us successfully through each and every day of the first two months of this year. In some ways, it's hard to, it's hard to comprehend that we've, it just feels like it was just New Year's. But here we are entering the third month of the year. And uh, by the time we finish this month, 
Ah, uh, well, things... Things will begar- begin to sh- show signs of change. And we will be moving our way into the springtime. And so we mark where we are. We're here now and we're grateful for all that you've done in our lives through your word so far. We can feel the changes happening in our hearts. And we are so grateful. And Father, as we end this time in the land of the Bible here in Israel and prepare to make our journeys uh, for, for us here all over the world to different places and for us personally uh, traveling back to the United States and uh, making our way back into the rolling hills of Tennessee, we, we thank you. Forgiven each and every one of us the traveling mercies that we need and the strength and the stamina and the health that we need. Come Holy Spirit into this month, we ask. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, yesterday was the last day together on our trip and The last day is centered in Jerusalem and it's oriented around the final, uh, the final steps, the final days of the life of Jesus. And so all of the kinds of places that we read in that narrative, that's the places that we were, were visiting, like the Mount of Olives and just walking down the Mount of Olives and seeing Jerusalem and kind of putting ourselves in the position of Jesus coming into the city. This That that would have been the way he came into the city across the Mount of Olives. And then he would have seen the temple. And, you know, the Bible says he, he, he wept. Oh, Jerusalem. You know, oh, Jerusalem. How I long to gather, gather you. And you, you weren't willing. And so just to kind of be on the Mount of Olives, looking down upon the, uh, the temple mounts, Of course, the temple was destroyed back in AD 70, so the Dome of the Rock is there, but just to kind of, that's where the temple was. So to be able to look across there and just, I don't know, you put yourself in the position of Jesus and you realize that the the weight of the world, maybe the weight of the universe is on his shoulder. He's just, he longed for them to understand and they weren't ready and he was going to bear the, the suffering before him so it's just kind of stuff like that and then on down to the bottom of the Mount of Olives into the Garden of Gethsemane where Jesus prayed if there's any other way to get this done if there's any way for this cup to pass and uh, the chapel that is built there at Gethsemane really is it's one of I think it's one of my favorite chapels that I mean there's many ornate beautiful unbelievable chapels but just because the architecture is so centered around the the moments the moments that that happen in Gethsemane so it's it's dark it's it's made to be dark it's made to be silent uh, it's beautiful it's got these huge beautiful blue uh, roof with these gold all around it's beautiful but it's um, sobering. It's so it's meant to be like, yeah, you're walking into a place. This is the place where Jesus was arrested. This is 
This is a somber place to commemorate, and so we spent some time there. And uh, then uh, the uh, the quarters of Caiaphas, the high priest, the ruins of this, which is kind of across the Kidron Valley from the Mount of Olives, where Jesus would have been brought after having been arrested. There's there's ruins that still exist, and so. And there's a chapel there too, and again, it's, it's breathtaking. Uh, all of these are just so. Be- these chapels that are built in some of these places are, well, they're they're meant to be places of contemplation, and so you walk into them, and um, almost against your will, whether you're paying attention or not, your eyes are drawn upward to the ceiling, and that's the intention. Like that's the intention of it all, so that you sit and and quiet, and uh, your eyes are lifted and. You just kind of in a space that's designed to speak to your heart that there's way more, way more going on. Like there's a vast spiritual realm. There's way more going on. And so, uh, so that's great. And then you can kind of move down because this is Caiaphas's quarters. So this is the place where, where Peter went, right? And this is where he's standing outside, warming himself by the fire, being accused of being a disciple. And cursing and denying that he even knows Jesus. So, uh, and the dungeons below are still there, and so we always go down into the dungeons, and I mention it most every year. It's like that place, I don't... I'm not sure what it is, because like I should be numb to it by now, because I've been down there so many times over so many years, and I've been all over the place, and... Um, but that place, like that place, I don't know. It's, I just can't stand it. I just, I hate thinking about Jesus tied up down there by himself. I, I don't, I don't know what it is, but it's just like this moment where he's being held while all of the uh, the people in power, religious power, are like making as much of an arrangement as they can to have Jesus killed by the Romans, and Jesus is just down there spit dripping out of his beard and red marks all over him being, being slapped around and and uh, and that's just the beginning like that was the appetizer and what's coming next is he's gonna be beaten almost to death unrecognizable and then crucified to death ah uh, just yeah it's, uh, it's but anyway it's deeply 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 moving uh, to have the experience and and then back to uh, back to the walls, to the old city, and uh, there's a place where, at least as as far as archaeology can go, and, and when you have archaeology and you have many, many, many layers of archaeology, then you have to you know then you have to start making educated guesses about what everything is. But just thought that you know there's there's remains of some steps that were uh, you know kind of almost like a side entrance a private entrance into the um roman garrison in the um the palace for herod and so this would have been where you know kind of where the mob gathered and yelled crucify him and you can sort of see some steps and understand that very very likely these steps Jesus would have stepped down these steps carrying a cross. So that's just the kind of stuff uh, we're centered around 
Of course, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, which is, well, it contains a portion, a, a very small portion of Golgotha, which was a very, like, like a large hill, a very long, large hill. But there's a, like, a bit of it preserved. And of course, the tomb, the tomb of Jesus. And um, yeah, that's, that's also, like, it's hard to put some of this stuff into words, especially tired now and just having had all these experiences, it's kind of hard to process it all. But you go in there and, uh, and you at once are not, you're like, I don't understand where I'm at. Like, how does this all work? And it's confusing and it's very ornate. And it's so, you, you know, you have like a little bit of distance in your mind because you're looking for this garden. You're, you know, you're looking for this hill where a cross was. You're looking for all these things and they're all encased inside of a building now. Because so many of these places have been just destroyed and um, desecrated over years and over 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 millennia, but uh, but the tomb, yeah, just to know this is the spot or the most pivotal moment in human history ever happened: the resurrection. So. <laughs> So that's the, you know all of these things carry with them all of these kinds of deep moments connected to our soul as we follow Jesus and and then we end up in the garden tomb, which uh, is it's a beautiful place to end and uh, it 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 does provide that sense that that sense of the garden and and so to be able to be there and um, receive communion together and. And our trip together is always a bit bittersweet, um, always full of a lot of emotion. And then, and then we move to our final dinner together, our our farewell dinner, which is also always bittersweet, but really, really filled with joy and just a sense of family, uh, just a sense that. We experienced something together, and that will always matter. Uh, like even as we go our our separate ways, it'll always matter. And uh, so that's that. And uh, and today is is a travel day. So thank you. Like I said at the beginning, thank you for your prayers over travel and over re-entry and and all that goes along with it. I uh, can't thank you enough for raising a canopy of prayer over this this journey. Uh, we felt you. We knew you were there. We, we knew we were doing this together all around the world. And so, yeah, it's been fun. Tired, ready to be home. But it's been a joy, as it always is, to be able to lead people deeper, deeper into the scriptures uh, and apply those to our hearts and lives so that so that we're transformed, so that we're changed. So that's been an honor. And uh, that's it. That's, that's it from Israel. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow.
Hey Daily Audio Bible family, it's Dr. Kanayo here from London. I pray that everyone is well. Um, it's the 22nd of February and Brian, I have to say that I am loving the way that you are reading the book of Leviticus with so much vim, with so much clarity, and you're bringing a book that perhaps most of us would run away from um, into, into perspective and allowing us to grapple with some of the things that have arisen in this um, book. And I did love the fact that we were reading Leviticus alongside um, the Gospel of Mark, whereby we've got the passage of the woman with the issue of blood and how poignant her story is, because now I understand that she just wasn't experiencing a physical healing, but it was also an emotional healing, that emotional aspect of being ostracized from your your community, from being set apart for wrong reasons. She was also healed from that. And I love the way that Jesus responded to that perhaps feeling of shame that she had. And I do encourage anyone who's also experiencing shame, perhaps due to something that you, you had no um, hand in. She didn't have a choice as to whether she was going to endure this bleeding. It was by no fault of her own to our understanding. But Jesus was still able to carry her shame and to publicly declare that she is free. And how beautiful that even when we do experience shame, Jesus came so that we might be free from shame and he declares us as free from the things that once held us bound and we are no longer unclean, but we can come into his presence. Um, so I do want to encourage people to enjoy the book of Leviticus just as I've been enjoying. And Brian, thank you so much again for, for reading with so much passion and, and allowing us to connect with the stories as well. Thank you so much. One more thing. Um, this is pink paint again, but... Um the precious lady from Northern California, Jared the Encourager, and his little Charisse from Canada. The three of you have literally bought beachfront property in my heart. And I don't know you personally, but I do. And after hearing your messages, I played them over and over and over and over again. And you guys, Jesus used you to give me hope. Good morning, Dabbers. This is Daryl from Depew. Brothers and sisters, can you please prayer i have a very very good friend of mine a pastor friend of mine who's having surgery this coming week i think his surgery will be tuesday uh which will be the 24th um he's got back surgery um he is a warrior of god first of all um, he was a paratrooper and how this incident happened with him was he jumped out his plane the one day and the parachute never opened. It's been 30 years he's been suffering with this pain in his back. So I'm asking all my friends and family and the dabbers around the world, Pastor C.T. Father, I know that you have a plan for him. I know you have 
a team set up already for the surgery uh, with you being the Jehovah Rapha, the healer of all, Father. Please, please, Father, have him come through this surgery with peace and wisdom and knowledge of you. Amen. Good morning, Daily Audio Bible family. Uh, this is Brandy from Arizona. I've been listening for a couple of years now, and I just wanted to say good morning and thank you, Brian and Jill and the entire team that brings the Daily Audio Bible to my phone um, every day. Um, as so many of my dad brothers and sisters have said, you guys are an integral part of what starts my day, um, helps me focus, helps me understand who I am and whose I am. And I am just so fortunate to not have to do life without you. Um, I have struggled to find a, a home church and I will continue to look, but I do not feel like there's a void because I come to um, the mantle of the daily audio Bible family every day and I get to hear the word of God, I get to praise, I get to worship, um, and I get to pray for my fellow brothers and sisters as well as be prayed, being prayed for. Um, I just have to say, uh, Terry the Trucker, um, Blind Tony, uh, Victoria's Soldier. Um, there are just so many of you that have brought light and life to me over the last couple of years as I have listened. Um, it's just been an amazing experience and this is just complete, complete, complete praise uh, for the love and the fellowship and the kindness and the encouragement um, and the learning, uh, the intensity and the intelligence that you guys bring to me every day. I love each and every one of you, and I thank you. Um, have a blessed day. Hi, DAB family. This is Abby. I'm calling from Dublin, Ireland. Um, I'm not originally from here. I'm actually from Nashville, Tennessee, but I'm married to an Irishman, and we've been living here in Dublin. Um, well, I've been living here in Dublin for about six years now. Um, I just wanted to call in and say hello. It's my first time calling. I've been listening for a couple of years now. And um, I just wanted to thank Brian and everyone that calls in. It's been such a huge blessing in my life to find this community and this podcast. Um, and I just want to pray for if there's anyone else you know, living here in Ireland that is a listener, um, you know how hard it can be here. It's uh, quite cynical of any sort of faith or relationship with Christ here in Ireland, as I know it is in, you know, a lot of places. Um, it was quite a culture shock for me coming from living in Tennessee in the South and, you know, you can be a lot more open with your faith. Um, so it's something I struggle with here. Um, so I just wanted to pray for anyone that's living in a place where um, it's kind of hard to be bold with your faith, but uh, God's grace is with us. 
Um, so I just wanted to pray for you and encourage you and also just to say hello to everyone. Thanks, guys. Love you all. Hey, everyone. This is Tony, the narrator. Um, I just text. I just had a text conversation with my ex-wife who got me to North Carolina and she's in Britain right now and I was supposed to bring her here and her new boyfriend has and sometimes being a Christian is the most painful thing in the world. We were really friendly, you know, I was friendly with her and everything, but oh God. Weeping and gnashing your teeth. I'm so grateful to Jesus that this is as close to hell as I'm ever gonna get. Please pray for me, guys. I love you. Um. I'm exhausted. Take care of yourselves, everybody. I love you. Bye-bye. Lord, I'm so thankful for you. You give me hope in all things. You love me like no other. You care about the details of my life. You direct my steps. You use me to help and encourage others. You stand with me in all situations. You discipline me out of love. You challenge me. You speak to my heart. Thank you for being with me always. Thank you for creating me, for loving me when nobody else did, for drawing me to you, for being so patient with me, for forgiving me for all of the choices I made that grieved you and for never giving up on me. Thank you, Lord. I will praise your name as long as I have breath. I will dedicate the rest of my life to serving you. I will be faithful to you as you have been to me. I will proclaim your goodness to all who will listen. I will live a life pleasing to you, Lord. Shape me into a vessel you can use for your glory, Lord. I surrender all. Amen. This is Danny from Southern Oregon, hoping you all have a blessed day. Bye now.